0: he said, well, when do you want to present it, brother? And I said, whenever you want. So he gave me a date, and um, that's why I'm here this morning. Let's pray before we get started. God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you so much for the freedom that we get to walk into a sanctuary and be with um, others just worshiping you. God, I pray that you would uh, use me, an imperfect vessel, uh, for your will. And God, I pray that you would forgive our calloused hearts towards the Browns, that you would help them see a victory. In Jesus' name, amen. They need prayer, don't they? And we need prayer. We're getting calloused. We are. Today's subject is, the title of my sermon is Concept versus Commitment. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 19. I'll give you a second to turn there. If you don't have a Bible, steal your neighbor's. Or get closer to them and say, hey, I want to read what God has for me. And if you don't have a Bible, talk to me after and I will get you a Bible because that is a very important tool and weapon and uh, is taken for granted a lot of times. So Matthew chapter 19, concept versus commitment. Before we begin, I'd like to uh, give you the definition of concept and the definition of commitment so that you can kind of see how this will come together in the end, and I like to use, and Pastor Matt likes to use as well, the great resource of Wikipedia, the student's number one research paper uh, used thing, or whatever you want to call it, but here's a couple definitions, and we'll go from there. Concept. Concept is an abstract idea, a general notion, a plan, and intention. Remember that. Write that down. Commitment. Commitment is a state of being dedicated, devotion, loyalty, faithfulness, transforming the promise into reality. Oh, by the way, I like to do what Pastor Matt does as well and forget to dismiss the children. So if the children, if you'd like to go to your, uh, to your class, all children. I know you guys wanted to stay, but catch it online. It'll be there this week. And a lot of us like the concept of things. We like the concept of, uh, we like the idea of certain things, but we don't always like the commitment part. And so today we're going to go through the Bible and we're going to see how to transform your concept into commitment. Some of us like the concept of marriage. You watch a lot of romantic comedies on TV if you're not married yet and you you think that's what marriage is about, so you go through and you watch all the movies you can, all the Nicholas Sparks you can get your hands on. Or people fall in love and then die at the end and you're sobbing in tears by the end of the movie. Or a romantic comedy where you're laughing because marriage just looks so joyful, but you have no idea what the commitment part of marriage entails. Some of you guys like the concept of staying healthy and fit. You like the concept, you see pictures on magazines, or you see, oh man, look how fit he is, or you're at the gym, or you're trying to stay healthy, or man, I wish I could eat like he does, or, or I wish I could do this. But you don't like the commitment part of things. For me, I like ice cream too much. So as long as ice cream is part of this world, I will never be, I will never meet my goals as I would like. Some of us like the concept of getting a pet. Or maybe your children like the concept of getting a pet. Mom, Dad, I want a doggie. Mom, Dad, I want a kitty. I'll take care of it, I promise. You'll take care of it, huh? They know the concept of a dog. They see their friends have pets. They see their friends, you know, take out the little guinea pig and pet it a little bit and give it some lettuce or whatever. But they have no idea the commitment of taking care of a pet. They have no idea the money it requires to give a pet shots. For it to be legal. Give it shots and a collar and or or to feed it or to give it what it needs. We have no idea of the commitment that it takes to get a pet. Golf. For me, I know golf is a big one because I'm pretty bad and I love the concept of being good at golf. I love the concept of, oh man, look at that hit. Good shot. Oh, watching the players on TV play and and just sink the putter Or hit a 300, 400-yard drive. I like the concept of being good at golf. Do I like the commitment? When was the last time you were at the driving range? I like the concept, but I don't want to take it to the next level of commitment. And I was going through and came across an article of this gentleman who actually raised, uh, he actually farmed Christmas trees. He had his own Christmas tree farm. And I went through and and looked at some things, and a lot of people don't know the commitment that it takes for a Christmas tree farm. By the way, there's 10 Fridays left till Christmas, so all you Scrooges, you're probably walking out right now. No? Okay. So start shopping. But anyways, so we went to this one Christmas tree farm, and I have a buddy that, um, he goes to Akron, he's from Florida. And so I was like, hey, I want to take you to go get a Christmas tree, you know, we're going to go cut down our own Christmas tree, and they're like, yeah, that's awesome, let's go. So we went to this one place, and we went to this, it was a house, like just out, I don't even remember where it was, and so we go to the house, and it's really creepy, like really creepy, like still set up for Halloween creepy. So we walk in, and there's no one home. We're walking into the backyard, like trespassing, I have no idea, see a couple little trees up, have no idea what's going on. So Stace is like, hey, go knock on the door. So I knocked on the door, and the door, like, creaked open, and nobody was there. So I was just like, okay, Stace, there's nobody here. And I turn around, and there's a girl standing there. She's like, hi, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, we're here to see, you know, Christmas trees. We don't see a whole lot. She's like, hold on. So she, she got her mom, and by that time, I was expecting the guy with the chainsaw to come out, and, and we'd be done. But that didn't end up happening. Good thing. And so the mom comes out, and she says, oh, our Christmas trees aren't in yet. And I said, isn't this a Christmas tree farm? I see Christmas trees. She said, no, we get a truck shipment in of Christmas trees. I grow, my, I grow a couple out here, but the good ones come in on a truck. And I thought, oh, so you like the concept of selling Christmas trees, but you want to skip the commitment part. And so I looked up what the commitment part of a tree farm is, And here's a couple of things that people don't realize with a Christmas tree farm. Christmas tree farm, in order to have one, you need to battle heat, frost, disease, insects, weeds, drought, wet soils. And this is just the growing part. This is just the growing part of a Christmas tree farm. That doesn't even count the marketing and sales part of it. Now, do you know if you get a five-year-old seedling... And raise it up. By the time it becomes a Christmas tree that someone actually wants to cut down, it ends up almost 8 to 10 years of growth is necessary for a Christmas tree. So you put in all that money. You put in all that work. And you still don't see any profit for 8 to 10 years before you can cut down that Christmas tree and actually start making back your money. Talk about commitment. Talk about commitment. So today, we're going to look in the Bible, if you guys are in uh, Matthew chapter 19, and we're going to talk about how to move from concept to commitment. How to not just be that Christmas tree house that doesn't want to go through the commitment part, but love the idea of it to the place that actually we can be committed to serving God. Matthew chapter 19, we're going to be in verse 16 to start it out. And this is in the message version, by the way. Another day, a man stopped Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Jesus said, why do you question me about what's good? God is the one who is good. If you want to enter the life of God, just do what he tells you. The man asked, what in particular? Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal. Don't lie. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as you do yourself. The young man said, I've done all that. What's left? Verse 21. If you want to give it all you've got, Jesus replied, go sell your possessions. Give everything to the poor. All your wealth will then be in heaven. Then come follow me. That was the last thing the young man expected to hear. And so crestfallen, he walked away. He was holding on tight to a lot of things he couldn't bear to let go. As he watched him go, Jesus told his disciples, do you have any ideas how difficult it is for a rich man to enter God's kingdom? Let me tell you, it's easier to gallop a camel through a needle's eye than for the rich to enter God's kingdom. Verse 25, the disciples were staggered. Then who has any chance at all? Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all. If you think you can pull it off yourself Every chance in the world If you trust God To do it If you trust God To do it I encourage you to take out a pen A sheet of paper um, Steal one from your neighbor Do what you gotta do Because I'm gonna give you three ways To move from concept To commitment Three ways First We look at verse 16, and it says, Teacher, the man asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Number one, you have to ask. You have to ask. Some of you today have had the concept of Christianity, have had the the concept of following God for quite a while sometime. Some of you guys think that Christianity is a prayer you said and then the rest of your life is just, hey, I said the prayer. I got the get out of hell free card. I'm set. Concept Christianity. But some of you guys are one question away from moving on to commitment. Some of you may be sitting here and for the past couple of weeks, maybe even months, maybe even years, You've had the concept in your mind where, man, I really like what's going on. I really, I really see, you know, a change in people's lives. I really want that. I want that change in my life. But you haven't moved to the commitment part. Some of you are one prayer away from giving your life to God. Some of you are one question, God, what do I need to do to get from the concept to the commitment? What do I need to do? I see all my, all my friends are changed, or maybe I've been attending church for a little while, or, or I've, I've prayed to you a couple of times, but what do I need to do to make that commitment to you? And we'll have that chance at the end of service to have commitment time, but some of us are just one prayer away from our lives being changed. One prayer. Prayer away from the chains being broken. One question away from experiencing the grace of God. So number one is ask. Number two, if we look at verse 21, it says, if you want to give it all you've got, and I looked that up in some different translations, and another translation said, if you want to be complete... And I dove in a little deeper and the translation ended up being not half and half. Not half and half, not sitting on the line. Some of us are at that point where we're kind of half trying to be, you know, as, uh, of the world, trying to stick with it. And then the other half is, oh, I like Christianity here. I like when my prayers are answered. I like when this happens with a Christian faith, but eh, I still like to be over here. I like my things too much. I like, I like this part of the world. Isn't it interesting how that translation comes out to be half and half? If you want to be complete. For this man, it was wealth. What is it for you today? What is that thing that you can't let go of to move from concept to, to commitment? Is it a relationship? Do you constantly have to be in a relationship to feel worthy of something? God has already told you you are worthy. You don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to just be someone's girlfriend or someone's boyfriend to have that. Maybe something else that you can't let go of. Maybe you can't let go of your pride. Maybe you can't let go of your belongings. Some of us have something that we just can't let go of. There's a, a funny illustration that I read the other day, and it showed how to catch a monkey. And I think it would be kind of funny to catch a monkey, but anyways, how to catch a monkey. Here we go. It says, get a jar that's just big enough for a closed monkey hand to fit in, and put something inside the jar that the monkey wants. Bananas. I don't know. Curious George liked a lot of things, and, and uh, you know what happened with curiosity. But put something in the bottom of the jar that the monkey wants, but just make the hole big enough where the monkey can stick his hand in close handed So when the monkey reaches in, you set it somewhere close to the monkey, so the monkey comes up, wants something inside the jar, reaches in and tries to grab whatever you have in there. But when the monkey tries to pull it out, he gets stuck. So the monkey has a choice to make, doesn't he? If he really wants that, he's going to stay stuck there or he can let it go and be free. How does that look like in our lives? What do we have inside the jar that is so important that we can't move to the commitment part of things? What do we have in that jar that just takes over our lives every single day where we say, I want to be a Christian. I want to follow God. I want all that he has for my life, but I can't let go of those bananas. I just can't, and he tries to yank them out. No, I got to get those bananas. I'm not letting go of those bananas. I'm not letting go of that thing in my life that shows who I am. I'm not letting go of that thing in my life that will take me to that commitment part. And so we remain concept Christians. We remain concept Christians. So, number two, let go of what's stopping you. Let go of what's stopping you. Number three. Let's look at verse twenty six actually, it started in twenty five so the disciples were staggered. Then who has any chance at all? It's pretty interesting too when i was uh, when I was looking when Jesus said all the all the second part of all the commandments he didn't mention the first parts. Did you notice that? He didn't start out don't have any idols or don't keep God number one in your life. He didn't use any of those. He started out, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and mother, love your neighbor. You know why I don't think he mentioned those? Because he already knew that the man knew those. He already knew that the rich man knew all those, and he thought, the rich man thought he was good. Oh, what must I do to be complete? What must I do to not be half and half. Jesus knew he knew the first couple. Sometimes we think we know it all, don't we? Pastor Matt preached a while back on how we can still be changed. That we don't have it all together all the time. That we think we're too good to respond to something. That we sit in church and say, eh, I, never got, I didn't get anything out of that. Eh, that didn't really apply to me. I don't have to commit. And we ask, but do we really want the answer? Do we really want the answer if we ask God, God, how do I move from concept to commitment? Uh, I don't like that answer. I'll see you next week. But how many of us truly want the answer to be a committed Christian? I just thought that was interesting. That was a side note. That was free, by the way not charging you for that one. Verse 26, here we go. Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. We try to make commitments. The first thing I think of is uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Preached a little bit about that last time, how the gym fills up and people change the way they live and they stop doing this or stop doing that or go on this diet or do this or take these or drink this or cleanse this or do that. And we all have these, these commitments and they last, some of them last years and years, some of them last about a month, some of them a couple days. Some people say, I'm not going to say any more swear words. Next day, oh, there goes that commitment. See, we are not a committed being. We are not people that like to be committed to something. It takes work. It takes effort, doesn't it? You can't just let it slide by and and think that everything's going to be all right. But here's number three. Trust God to do it. Trust God to do it. Because you know what? If it's just us, what does it say? It's impossible. Let me read this one more time. No chance at all if you think you can pull it off yourself. Every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. So we have to ask God, but we also have to let God help us get through it. We can't just come to church every Sunday. Okay, message, singing, offering, invitation. Okay, see ya, See ya next Wednesday or next Sunday, wherever. And there's no commitment. Leaving here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday with no change going on. Having the idea to change, great message, Pastor Matt. Thank you. I really needed to hear that. But the commitment never comes into play. The idea, oh, yes, I need to tell people about God. Yes, I need to invite my friends to church. Where are your friends? You said great message, you love the idea, but there was no commitment involved. We have to trust God to help us with that. We can try and try to do things on our own, but it never really moves to commitment. It could start to. You could maybe jump a little bit over the fence, but you know what? You still get caught. You guys ever got caught on a fence before? It hurts. It hurts. But today I'm here to tell you that maybe today Jesus is trying to change your life. Maybe today you have an idea of how you want to serve God, but it's never moved on to the commitment part. So many athletes started out with a concept, didn't they? They started out with an idea. But in order to get to where they are, in order for LeBron to get where he is today, there was a lot of commitment involved, wasn't there? In order for professional athletes To get from that concept, that idea, to the next level, they had to be committed. They lived and they breathed, and they were desperate to reach that level. They were desperate to reach that level. Are we desperate? Are we desperate to reach that commitment point? Or do we still... You know what desperation is? Desperation is where what you're desperate for, that's the only thing that matters at that time nothing else matters if you're desperate for that i'm sure lebron got asked to go do this or go do that or or over here or over there no you know what i'm gonna be in the gym today ah lebron you don't need to be in the gym come on you're good enough you got what it takes but how many of us today are saying you know what I like the concept of marriage, but I haven't committed my marriage to God. Or maybe some of us are raising our kids, but we haven't ever committed saying, God, I give you my children today. I'm committed to raising my children the way you want me to raise them. God, I'm committed to the plans you have for my life because they are so much greater than the plans that you have for yourselves. Imagine if we lived off our own plans. I don't know if I'd be alive. But to say, God, I'm ready to let go of whatever's in that jar. I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready to commit. Maybe God has given you something in your heart to do. Maybe he's called you to serve somewhere, and today's the day you make that commitment to serve. Maybe God has called you to bring someone to church or to tell someone that Jesus loves them and take that commitment to the next level and fulfill that commitment that God has for you. What do you have to let go of today? We're going to have a time of uh, an altar time today, and I want to ask you guys a couple questions. And one of the most important things you can do before you leave this room today is committing your life to Christ. And we're going to have a time where you can come if you're, if you're sick and you need to be healed and prayed for, but there's also going to be a time of commitment. Commitment. If you look at your bulletin, it says commitment time. Going from the idea to fully committing to God. Whoa. So we're going to have a time today where you're going to be able to ask God, what do I need to commit to? I've had this idea for a long time, but how do I take that to the next level? And I want to let you know something. The elders are going to come forward to pray for you, and this is going to be a little bit different, but if you are committing your life to Christ for the first time, if you're tired of this concept, Christianity, could you please just let one of them know so they can pray for you? Let one of them know that you want to change your life, that you want to follow God this morning for the first time in your life. Just let one of them know today. If the elders could please uh, make their way to the front. We're going to save some time for commitment this morning. Maybe some of you have ideas. You have different things that, maybe you have the right intentions, maybe you have a plan, maybe you have a A general idea, a general notion, but putting that into work this morning. Don't leave here without being changed by God. Don't leave here making it just another idea. I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to do this next month. I'm going to do this next year. Do it today. Do it this morning. Change your life this morning. Reach the next level this morning. Because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't know what after service is going to bring. I saw Francis Chan did a little illustration with a rope. And he put a little mark on it. And he had a real long rope. And he said, this is how much life we have. And the rest is eternity. And he only had about that much of the rope marked. I mean, the rope was easily... 50, 100 feet maybe and he pulled it out and he said this is how much you have on this earth compared to eternity how much of that time is worth commitment this is all we have we have the earth and then eternity how much of that is worth your commitment how much of that is worth your letting go So we're going to take some time for commitments this morning and I just want you guys to really, really pray, really seek God how to turn concept into commitment. This morning our altars are open. If it's time to make that commitment, we ask that you would come make that commitment.